Hey, this is Sean Tepper, the host of Top Stocks, a podcast where I provide quick tips on investing without the fluff. This is a no-nonsense, to-the-point podcast where my goals help you make more confident decisions in the stock market. Let's go. Should I buy Expeditors International of Washington stock? Let's find out. So the first question you may have is, who is Expeditors International Washington? Well, the beautiful thing about Ticker is it can find good stocks before everybody else finds them. See, a lot of analysts and gurus out there, as well as media sites, they start talking about stocks when other people are talking about it. And in some cases, this can be too late. Fortunately, with Ticker, we can get to the ground level and see when things change, like positive changes in a business, immediately. And that's really driven by the quarterly reports. When there's good news that comes out, we know exactly what happened and uh, why we should be paying attention to a stock. So in this case, Expeditors, which is based out of the state of Washington, they are a freight forwarding company. And we'll talk about what that means, what really this business does. But overall, what we wanna do is a 4M checklist. So we'll start with the math part, that margin of safety and ticker, then we'll move on to the meaning, moat and management. Let's dive in. So this one caught my attention. As you can see here in ticker, it's got a score of 95 out of 100. That's near perfect financials. It's actually very difficult to get to 100. And then you can see the margin of safety is a 90%. The share price is about 114 and the fair value is 563. So a lot of upside potential. Really impressive here with the, with the numbers. But let's take a closer look at the financial statements. In this case, you can see the year-over-year -year revenue is going up and to the right. That's exactly what we wanna see. The last two years, it's a little flat, but still a huge improvement between 2020 and 2021. This is where things really get impressive. So when you see profitability jump by this much, net income, that's, that's worth paying attention to on its own. As I've talked about in other videos, the number one most important number or metric within any business is the EPS. The reason is analysts and large institutions that employ a lot of those analysts, um, the big movements happen when you have your, your expected EPS and then reported. When the reported beats expectations, that's when a lot of these institutions can buy more shares. We'll check this out. With the earnings per share, we had some nice big jumps here going from 2020, $4.14 earnings per share up to 8.37. That's almost double. That's incredible. Um, it has been a little flat, which is okay between 2021 and 2022, but still really, really solid. Let's keep going here. Cashflow, check this out. So we're going from 832 million up to 2.04 billion. Really impressive jump there as well. Balance sheet, assets did fall a little bit, but still higher than 2020. Liabilities have declined. We like to see liabilities and debt decline, although if they do incline, usually the reason, I've talked about this before, you have payroll and you have investments in manufacturing equipment or real estate. Um, let's go to debt, see what we're looking at. So that's somewhat flat and then equity should be increasing. Yeah, looking really good. So overall, really strong financials. Um, but let's take a look at the latest earnings report. We had an estimate of uh, 1.33 
$1.33 and then reported $1.45. So beat expectations by a little over 9%. So that's a positive. The previous quarter, you can see there's a little bit of a miss, but overall quarter over quarter, EPS has beat expectations. This is a confidence booster for investors to consistently see them beating expectations. So in summary, the, the math part here, that margin of safety, that box we can check right away looking really good. Now let's talk about the business model. That's the meaning, that's the second M. So this is a freight forwarding company. What does that mean? A freight forwarder, think of it like a, a coordinator, a project manager to help move product from the company that manufactures a product to get it to the customer or to a warehouse or uh, another party across the globe. And there are a lot of little steps to make that happen. It's a very difficult process. Um, so you go to a freight forwarder, and in this case, um, expediters, they do not own any planes or ships or uh, trains or anything that, that really moves a product. They're the, you could call it the coordinating company. And they have essentially eight streams of revenue Within. So the number one being the freight forwarding. Again, that's the coordination, um, all the logistics of helping companies move product across the globe. For example, let's say you're a company that um, you're manufacturing. You, you could think of it like, we'll use an example here, uh, like Apple. They, they have to bring together plastics and aluminum and other pieces that go into the the iPhone, the tablet, the computers, well, where do you get all that material from? You gotta ship it from another location to get it to the manufacturer, then, then you have to move the product that's manufactured to the uh, distribution centers. Um, and in that case, moving it from point A to point B, from point B to point C, it's a lot of steps. There's a lot of logistics that goes into that. Um, and that's where freight forwarders come into play to help out this process. Another revenue stream here would be customs brokerage. I've worked on projects in the past that moving large volume of product across country borders, you can't just you can't just do that. You have to go through, there's a lot of red tape, there's documentation, there's legal work, and there's a service involved to help with that. So Expeditors does that as well. It's, it's a very boring process, but very necessary. Um, so again, they they really manage that for companies so they can they can work on manufacturing and doing great work for the customer. They don't have to worry about all these logistics. Let's take a quick commercial break. Investing in the stock market. I'm sure the top questions that come to mind include how risky is it and can I actually make money? Whatever I say about Ticker, don't take my word for it. See what our customers are saying on Trustpilot where we have a 4.9 out of five. Long story short, Everyday people like you and I, otherwise known as retail investors, are flooding the stock market because maybe a friend said something or maybe you heard or saw something on YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, or some other social media app. There's one big problem that new investors face. In most cases, it can be hard to know the difference between a good stock and a bad stock. And when you finally buy a stock, you feel anxious hoping you don't lose money. Fortunately, Ticker can help reduce and remove the anxiety and fear of investing. Go ahead and get started with a free trial. Visit ticker.com. That's T-Y-K-R.com. Again, ticker.com. Back to the show. All right, the third revenue stream would be warehousing and distribution. So they don't own warehouses. They actually, again, help manage like, okay, so we want to store this company, wants to store these products in this warehouse across the globe. How do you get it from there to this place and then store in that warehouse? How many units are stored? 
a lot of math, a lot of logistics. There's a lot that goes into this and they would help with that process. I'll kind of skim through some of the other hot points here. So transportation management, this relates to, you know, boats, ships, planes, um, you've got uh, trains. So coordinating, you know, how is it moved? I'll jump down to your number six would be information technology. So you as a customer, let's say you're paying expediters to move products from A to B. How do you create a visual uh, map on where's where's their product at this given moment? Um, and, and when will it arrive at another location? Now you can call people and find out, but technology is much more efficient. You should be able to log into an interface and visually see where things are at, or at least give you a status update. It gives you peace of mind knowing this is where my product is in the process. Well, that's that's a service as well, um, sold as, as a bolt-on, another revenue stream in the business. Um, another cool revenue stream in this model, I love this model, so does Warren Buffett, which is insurance. So cargo insurance for shipments across the globe, that's brilliant. I, I love if you can add a, a reoccurring revenue stream based on insurance to any model, that's awesome. Um, so those are really the key revenue streams in the business. Freight forwarding, again, not a glamorous business model, definitely a necessity. And as the population of the world grows, the more products we need to manufacture and ship around the globe. So this is definitely a service that's not going away anytime soon. Okay, so let's jump to the third M. This would be the moat. How does this business compare to the competition? So some of these names you may not recognize, but I'll kind of walk through. So you got C.H. Robinson as a freight forwarding company. Um, they have a strong presence in North America. Then you have XPO, which is also a, they're a logistics firm. They're calling themselves a freight brokerage, supply chain management. Very similar. It's all about that coordination, that project management of moving products across the globe. Another one that was unknown to me, it's Keen and Nagel. They do something very similar. Uh, they specialize in sea and air, contract logistics. Then you have DSV, um, same situation, they're a logistics company. And then you have UPS, which is, uh, that would be an actual mail carrier we're very familiar with here in the States. But looking at all of these on the list, Expediters pretty much beats them all, except for it's a tie to UPS. UPS is actually a score of 95 out of 100 in ticker and a margin of safety of 90%. This tells us something that, um, Moving product around the globe is a great place to be. I know those of you who are looking to get into tech, um, especially create your own kind of SaaS business, I'm seeing a few people get into this logistics space, supply chain. It's Again, it's not a glamorous place to be, but there's a lot of low-hanging fruit here, a lot of problems you can solve because there's things still being done the same way they've been done for like, we're talking 30, 40, 50 years. How do we take technology and just make it, you can visualize things, you can make things more efficient because there's so many steps in between moving product from one location to another, moving things across borders. There's a customs issue, storing warehouses. We can do better overall. So more businesses in this space are, are, are popping up as well as you know, the big businesses, you know, like UPS and expediters that are leveraging tech to do things really well. It's it's incredible how this is. Uh, we're seeing the results here on the, you know, those financial statements. They're doing a great job.
So let's move on to the fourth M. This is the management where we talk about the CEO. So uh, Jeff Musser has been president and CEO since 2014, but what's more important is he started working at the company in 1984. The Expeditors was uh, originally founded in 1979, so it's pretty close to the beginning. What, what is really impressive, and I like to see this with CEOs, which is coming in at kind of this mid-level and working your way up from the chain. Even sometimes if you have somebody who really starts at the ground level, like let's say you're just uh, you know, a, a call center, customer service, maybe you're, uh, you're starting out engineering, you're, you're at the ground level and working your way up through the company, you get to learn a lot of different facets of the business, how the business makes money, how does it scale. And he's done that for, I mean, almost 40 years now. Really, really impressive. And it sounds like I liked watching some of the interviews on YouTube. He seems like a really approachable guy doing a great job with a company, some humility there. Um, and then I jumped over to Glassdoor. Again, not every company is going to be on Glassdoor, but I do do like checking out the reviews. I like to see what are employees saying about the company as well as the the CEO, you can kind of cut through the clutter because sometimes um, press releases or the media will paint a, a really nice picture of a CEO or a company, which is good, but you, you don't always get the full context of what's going on behind the scenes. But um, the Glassdoor rating, we're going to jump there right now, is a 3.6 out of 5, which is pretty good. We like to see 4.0 or higher. And then the CEO approval is 78%. Ideally, we like to see 80% or higher. Since it's so close, I'm going to give this a pass to Jeff. But overall, this is, we love finding stocks like this. This is an unknown stock. It may not be unknown forever because the media might get hold of it. There might be more news, more people start finding out about it. Next thing you know, it's on Twitter and Reddit. But Fortunately, ticker, it can find these stocks before they become popular because it's those moments on the quarterly statements when it flips from, let's say, overpriced in ticker to on sale. And we start seeing those big jumps in the EPS. And that's exactly what's happened with this business. So just to kind of do a recap, what we're looking at with the four M's, the margin of safety looks great. It's almost a perfect score with the, the 95 out of 100. Then you have the meaning, great business model to be today, freight forwarding. And then you have the moat, really stacks up nicely against the competition, UPS being probably the strongest competitor. And then you have the management. So I think Jeff, Jeff Muster is doing a great job leading the company, you know, being there 40 years and, and he's in a great spot. Hopefully you can stay with us, stay with the company for another 10 plus. We'll see. But overall, yeah, there's another stock for you to add to your watch list. If you're looking to maybe add a little diversity to your portfolio and, and you want to break into the logistics industry, this is an option. If you want to find other stocks like Expeditors, definitely go to ticker.com, sign up for a free trial. If you're new to investing, we do have a course available now. It's called Stock Investing for Beginners. There's about 60 plus videos to help you get up to speed within 30 days or less. And two final requests, if you like this video, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. Hey, I'd like to say thank you for checking out this podcast. I know there's a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to, so thanks for spending some time with me. 
Also, if you have a moment, could you please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review? The more reviews we get, the more Apple will share this podcast with the world. So thanks for doing that. And last thing, if you do hear any stocks mentioned on this podcast, please keep in mind, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please do not make a buy or sell decision based solely on what you hear. All right, thanks for your time. Talk to you later. See ya.